0: Do you remember Enable? She retired on Monday. It feels like about
1: four months ago, doesn't it, Cornelius? It does, not it? It's been, a, it's, been I mean... a, it's been a busy old week. And, um, yeah, no, there's a sense of, you know, at the time, I think we geared ourselves up for Enable probably coming to, to um, British Champions Day yeah. yesterday. So there was a slight sort of deflated feel when when it was the news was released on Monday she wasn't. And now when you look at the results from yesterday and you look at the storylines of yesterday I'm I'm sort of quite relieved that uh, well, that she didn't go. I suspect uh, John Gosden John Gosselin's probably quite relieved given yeah.
0: that he had a few a fair few disappointments yesterday. if well, there is just course. a little bit of a cloud over the yard then
1: you know uh, he's but, probably quite but, quite but, pleased that but, she didn't uh, go. you know she, she could have run she had a couple of options but um you know the Manoussié horsier yeah, what w- wonderful tonight you know would have if if it had been against her you know she'd have been a very hard nut to crack and that champion stakes adieb in the in the form that he was in yesterday and, and well, I mean, no disrespect to either of those horses. She should have breezed past them and won by miles either race. Y- but y- yeah, but you just don't know what sort of form she was in. Well, quite, and she had been to, to be, been to Paris just uh, just the other day. So, hmm. I, I, is that a fair thing to feel yeah, sort of I relieved? Feel, I, I felt relieved be- because as soon as they made the decision. You know, the the, the, the the band has got behind her. We really enjoyed her for a, a number of years. But and but we, we obviously we wanted her to keep flying the flag high and keep on winning. And then she was defeated in the the Arc, and a, a second defeat would. have been a real pity. So my, my sense, it we, we you didn't actually ask a question ahead of the talking points, but that my, my <laughs> what was it? What was your feeling about her retiring on Monday? I felt a, a sense of relief and a sense of gratitude and a sense of. Really enjoying actually. Go, go, I went through the the form book, remembering some of the races that that run of Oaks and the mm. King George's and the Eclipse in America. And still, one of my favourite moments was when she won the Cheshire Oaks. So the the, the first time, yeah. and that real sense of wow. I remember turning to a colleague and saying that was really <laughs> impressive. And saying to Teddy Grimthorpe, you know, this is this is quite special isn't it and he didn't want to get too excited but he was excited so yeah thank you know it's it's a bit of a cliche to say thank you for the memories but it is a thank you for the memories moment and she on that day at uh, Chester beat the Ballydoyle horse who couldn't be beaten of course John Ox with
0: See the Stars beat every Ballydoyle horse that Aidan O'Brien could muster during the amazing season of 2009 John Ox has called time on his training career this week the last few years haven't been that
1: kind to him for a man of his immense ability and his immense generosity as well and his status in Irish British British and, indeed, European flat racing is is unchallenged, isn't it? He has been one of the greats. He's handled a number of the greats. See the stars comes immediately to mind. Uh, for older timers like myself, I loved Ridgewood Pearl mm. and uh, her exploits in the 1980s. I'm, I'm always reminded when thinking of John Ox of my late... 1990s. And, You're not that old. What did I say? The 80s. Oh, did I? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, meant, I, meant, I meant the 1990s. Um, but uh, I'm always reminded when talking about John Ox of my late and very much lamented colleague Alan Lee from The Times, uh, who uh, wrote a, 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 a sort of lovely piece about John Oxford you'd expect, lovely subject to write about, and called his demeanour and his look that of a country vicar. And he almost wanted to say, more more, more tea, vicar. Uh, and he was so calm, so uh, throughout. And I remember him bringing horses, uh, probably when when See the Stars was being geared up for Epsom, in 2009, and there was a lot of hype around the place. But he was no, he was going to stay calm and stay cool and answer all the questions and and uh, not get irritated by some of the more silly questions, etc., etc. He he's been a, a great person as well as uh, a great trainer, and um, yeah, people look forward to seeing him about at the races when we're all able to to go and do that and still still being about, but able to reflect on a on a dazzling career. I always think it's amazing that people are surprised. Dazzling when, seems the wrong word with John Ox, but well, you know what I, I mean. Well, yeah, I, I think it has been mm. in many respects. I think
0: people are always surprised when trainers retire. Everyone else in every other walk of life retires. Why shouldn't yeah, a racing yeah, trainer yeah. retire? And I,
1: and I hope he enjoys a, a very long, very happy and very fruitful one and does some of the things that he hasn't been able to do because when you're looking after uh, up to many dozens of uh, horses, you know, clearly getting away is that much more, that much more tricky. God, he, was a, he was a wonderful trainer of some terrific horses. The stars and Sindar, of
0: course, who always deserves more plaudits than he actually gets, and Timurida in Ridgewood Pearl and Enzeli and many others. Let's talk about betting shops who mm. are closed in tier three areas at the moment so large swathes of Merseyside, uh, Manchester in the northeast, and Lancashire. Lancashire. Uh, And the interesting point about this, Cornelius, is that BHA and Nick Rust have got together with the Betting and Gaming Council and have, have, have sent a pretty sternly worded letter to government saying that this doesn't make any sense from a scientific point of view and yet the economic implications are quite significant.
1: Mostly for the people who work in those in those shops and the shops themselves, but, but, but also in a small way for for horse racing and and horse racing something which employs a lot of people and is enjoyed by an enormous amount of people uh, as well. I was I was struck by something that, uh, that, that Nick Rust and Michael Duggar from uh, the the Betting and Gaming Council said the clue is in the name they are betting shops, mm. so uh, they were inclined. Uh, they, they, there was a good piece on politicshome.com, dot uh, a joint enterprise, which th- th- I wouldn't have thought there'd been that many joint enterprises by um, those p- two particular organisations, so that was good to see itself. They they believe that the science doesn't doesn't indicate there is any issue with uh, with betting shops, so they think it's just basically uh, illogical and will actually, all it will serve to do is actually damage. The figures, can I, the, yeah. I thought their figures were quite striking. Liverpool, 350 betting shops, 1,700 jobs, revenue to racing, £12.5 million a year. Greater Manchester, where the the um, the restrictions are not quite as uh, strong at this stage, mm. uh, though they may have changed during the course of the programme. Four hundred and thirty betting shops, two thousand one hundred jobs, and thirteen million pounds of revenue. So these are these yeah. are significant uh, jobs, significant revenue as well. Do you feel that betting shops are just um, are being victim here, victims here of something that people are? You know, it is an important industry. It does supply lots of tax, the the, the betting uh, industry, to to the um, exchequer. But it's not very fashionable at the moment, and people have said some quite rude things about it and uh, and its effects. And Easy. maybe uh, do, you, do you feel perhaps there's a bit of victimisation here? L- Low hanging fruit for the government, isn't
0: it? I mean, no one's going to object. Not not a significant enough proportion of the population going to object too much to betting shops being closed. So if the government can be seen to be clamping down, mm. then yes. You know, But but I think where it's important, and I got a bit of pushback this week on social media for for praising the joint effort of the BHA and the BGC, saying this is a tiny amount of money for racing. The point is, if every betting shop is closed, because we will all be in Tier 3 sooner or later, or in a circuit break, if every betting shop is closed, then it will have a very significant effect.
1: And the important thing to keep on saying is that horse racing may be... To many people, uh, a frivolity, something that they don't enjoy, they think is boring, or whatever. But the fact is, a that there are many jobs that depend on horse racing, and b there are many people actually take the opposite view and absolutely love it. And and the fact of the matter is, we we you know the 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 sport needs to be sustained just to keep uh, as one of the many things to keep people going.
0: Yes, and the sports relationship with the betting industry is clearly a very. A very
1: important one, yeah. and I was—I for one—was pleased to see Nick. I Rust think it's, come a stri- out. it's a striking combo get it, getting together: Nick Rust and Michael Duggar, though two two good people in good positions, and so perhaps not a great surprise, but really good to see. Okay, well, we'll, we'll see how that progresses in the
0: next in the next few weeks. Let's talk about the uh, the championships. Which championships did you want to talk about, Cornelius
1: particularly? Um, J- j- uh, not everyone likes jockeys' championships. I find jockeys' championship. No, a lot of people can't have it. At so why all. why don't people like jockeys' championships? I find them a. I find them intriguing and fun. And also, if you're looking to uh, try and back a horse on a on a card, and you've got nothing to go on, then you can you you see the protect. Are, are, the big we, are we going back
0: to where we started this program: the balance between whether it's horse racing or or, or whether it's
1: a whether it's a sport that is driven by by human interest stories. Yeah, and it should be it should be a bit of both. Obviously, the horses are absolutely crucial, but so are all the participants, which include the jockeys. So, in terms of jockey tables at the moment, and some people would just be switching off and say, oh, stop going on. You know, Oshin Murphy holds a decisive lead over William Buick, but yeah. the season does still go on until November the 7th. So, uh, I think the and lead we, at the moment is 14, isn't it? At have the we moment. had
0: any news of Oshin Murphy's plight no. yet? So we, 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 is, we, that's we, the wrong we, word are, to use. We,
1: Sorry, have we had any news of Oshin Murphy's B sample yet? Yeah, and, and the situation, no we, have, no, have no, we we haven't. So, so I, I find that quite interesting. In Ireland, it's a genuinely interesting uh, encounter between uh, Colin Keane and Shane Foley. Colin Keane at Ascot yesterday, riding for Aidan O'Brien, more tongues wagging about what that may mean for the future. Shane Foley, a winner uh, at home in Ireland. So they're 87 83. But almost the most interesting, as we sit here, admittedly, it's mid-October and the season goes, jump season goes on until the end of April. You've yeah, mentioned Goslin and O'Brien, have you? Um, well, I, we we're talking about uh, we we're talking jockey, about we, jockeys' yeah, so Well, come on, to, you know um, that's further down the running order. No, uh, very quickly, the jump jockeys. Uh, mm. that that. Uh, no, it goes on until the end of April. But Brian Hughes one in front of Paddy Brennan, who's going great guns with Fergal O'Brien. I was amazed to look on a website this week to see. Paddy, uh, Paddy Brennan, hundred to one or higher to be champion jockey. I'm not saying he's about to be champion jockey, mm-hmm. uh, but he is going very strong. Uh, Harry Cobden third, and Richard Johnson just a bit down the field at the moment, as far as the jump jockeys are concerned. Half a million pounds between John Gosden and Aidan O'Brien. So how much how much more prize money have we got to play with? Is that it goes to the end of the turf season? Not that much, have is we? That got unass- is maturity? that an ne- Nearly unassailable, lead? though. Having said that. Um, you know, O'Brien will be turning up for uh, Doncaster, and there's a bit of money around so there. Gosman's in so... front at the moment, is he? Yeah. Yeah, well, in which case... It's, oh, you, you take so little interest in it, you didn't know that. You, of course he? you knew that. <laughs> I think it's about half a million pounds. Okay.
0: Does, anyone, does
1: anyone care? Does anyone care? Um, I think people care about the jo- the jockeys. Yeah. Do you remember... Sorry, I know you want to go on to the next subject, but when when Richard Dunwoody and Adrian Maguire were all oh, the well great... great. they I know we've bored on about this in the past, but and people do get into that. They love to Spencer see, Sanders see those guys. Spenders, uh, Spencer Sanders was another one. Hannigan Hughes on occasions as well. There have been plenty. Yeah, um, and Sylvester Souza was in that chair last week talking about it um, at some length. Let's talk
0: about the three year olds this season. Now,
1: hmm.
0: how, is, it, is it just the case they're not very good? I mean, how many all age Group 1 races have been won by three year olds? I mean, there's been a couple wonderful tonight, yesterday, and fancy blue in the in the Nassau stakes. They're Phillies only loving races. The, loving the Yorkshire Eggs. Again, hmm. Phillies and Mayors only. How many all age, all gender races have been won by. Have been won by three-year-olds. Not very many, I venture to suggest. And uh, is this a, is this a function of the weird season? The three-year-olds didn't have the spring to kind of put the conditioning on them, get the races, get the rhythm going for the season. They had
1: to start late. Or maybe they may, maybe you can't have brilliant horses every single year. And the uh, three-year-old colts this year are, are not, you know, to some people's minds, quite as good as uh, as they have been on occasions in the past. But equally, you maybe you haven't got a standout. Mm. But you've got a whole number of very good ones, haven't you? Cameco the, the, is the most obvious one. You know, the fact is that win the other day was pretty important for Cameco's yeah. reputation, but he achieved it. Fastest 2,000 guineas ever. And I don't want to jump the gun. I know there's more chat about Cameco to come. You know, he's clearly done really well. Uh, Serpentine. Won, won the derby in great style, has been beaten since, but I thought ran with quite a lot of promise yesterday. Some of those Aidan O'Brien uh, three-year-olds, the Moguls and the Japans, have been quite difficult uh, to, uh, to weigh up, haven't they? Have you, you mean Mogul you... and Serpentine? No, I, I was talking about Japan, you know, the ones with a big reputation. So but Japan's a year older. Uh, right, sorry. I, I, I mean, sorry. But I know what you're yeah, getting yeah, at. His, yeah, classic, yeah. his classic, his classic. Rob, some, yeah. some of his, some, some of his, uh, some of his also. So it's been a muddling season, uh, and people will put uh, put uh, that muddling season down to a number of different uh, different matters. So muddling, I'm getting ages all mixed <laughs> up. Uh, but um, uh, that was all to do with the lockdown. Not enough fresh air during definitely, that time. Uh, but uh, yeah, maybe, maybe we've got a year when th- things just haven't worked out in quite the way that we, that we hope they um, they will do.
0: Yeah, I was really hoping for great things from Mishriff and Palace Pier yesterday, and yeah. didn't get them. Yeah, but um, hopefully
1: they'll be back next year to yeah, prove it. I thought we didn't, we didn't really. Pinatubo's been retired. We we didn't really talk about Serpentine earlier on. I thought he ran with with I, I don't know what the plans are, but, but ran with quite a lot of um, credit, quite a lot of credit. Yeah, um, I mean it leads us neatly on to Camaco, and we tie this in with all sorts really.
0: Pinatubo was retired. We spoke about that last week. Camaco will not have another race after the Breeders' Cup if he goes to the Breeders' Cup. Yeah. I must confess I was a bit disappointed, and I'm not always someone who's disappointed when three-year-olds are packed off to start, because sometimes I get that there's a sensible reason for it. So, uh, well, you're disappointed he's going? A little bit, because I I do get a little bit of a feeling of unfinished business. I mean, I can see the commercial
1: reality of Uh, it. You've just just used two really important words, Mm. commercial reality, haven't you? Um, I'm not sure. You know, uh, he he won the Guineas in, in good style. He has run with credit in defeat uh, in the, in the meanwhile that that really good success the other day. They, they, actually, there was an uh, there was a, uh, a media release yesterday morning uh, and said breaking news or something, and it uh, said that Camaco is going to stand at Tween Hill Stud. Well, I thought it would be breaking news if he wasn't going yes, uh, to to true. Tween true. Hill Stud. I, I'm not sure it's a massive surprise. Is it a pity? Um, I know you, you you felt I saw you on on um, Racing TV this week. You felt slightly with Pinatubo, didn't you? That there was uh, or there was a discussion about whether. There was a bit of sort of unfinished business. Well, I certainly Uh, thought with Pinatuba, there
0: was no. I mean, I could understand why with Pinatuba having been such a brilliant juvenile and having his Group 1 win at 3, but he hadn't won a Group 1 at a mile at 3. And I felt he really needed that to cap his CV and make him a really exciting stallion. And he should have gone to the Breeders' Cup mile. I really feel that quite strongly. Cameco, they are going to the Breeders' Cup mile. They would have run him in the QE2 yesterday if the ground had been better. That might have been a fitting conclusion. Fine. I think it's quite curious to announce it now, but maybe they just want breeders to
1: get their ducks in a row and get their mating plans Yeah, and, and so, so people now know what's... As William Haggis used, lovely expression, I hope that uh, one master has found uh, a nice husband. I hope uh, that Cameco's found plenty of nice partners. And I have absolutely no doubt that he will be found many nice partners uh, in the in the season ahead, seasons breeding seasons ahead. Yeah, that
0: is Camaco who is retired. That three-year-old myling crop, or the myling crop, is just mm. starting to. It's, it's it's ended rather disappointingly from such a promising mid-season uh, point with no Mahatha, no Pinatubo, no Kamiko. And, no sort of sta- no and no sort of super
1: duper standout. No. Not now, no, no,
0: no. no. Um, so I don't I don't want to end on a low note. But anyway, those were those were this week's talking points, and of course we didn't mention it's absolutely scandalous. That I didn't mention this, I'm sure it should have been on the end there where the gap is, but it's my fault. Well, I tell you not. what, Matash not going to the Breeders' Cup. No, they've and, drawn and, stumps. And I'll
1: tell you the other the, the other quick uh, talking point that uh, might have been there was we were just talking about jump rate. It, mm. it, I don't want to go on about jumping when when uh, there's so much flat still to talk about. But the fact is, the jump season's now really getting going. Mm. The, the stable tours are appearing in the racing post and uh, on the television. Channels Cheltenham, next the, uh, Ch- Cheltenham next week. Cheltenham uh, lo- next week. Lots of horses, but because uh, because of the uh, the the lockdown and uh, because the, the 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 fact is that uh, initially it was a restricted program, there are plenty of horses who didn't get a chance to run. There are a lot running at the moment, but I think uh, the racehorse trainers I'm talking, jumping trainers I'm talking about, are just concerned that a lot are getting balloted out. Like Carlisle the other day, I think there were 232 entries mm. and dozens of horses being um, being uh, eliminated. So that the BHA is onto this, but but keen that the extra opportunities yeah. are found for these horses because it's all very well. Feeling that everything's going well, the top trainers are feeling that they've got plenty of horses. Everyone's feeling quite good about the jump season ahead. But actually, if owners end up not being able to run their horses, then then that's obviously uh, a, um, a not a good thing. So I think uh, there's quite a lot of hope for some extra fixtures to come along. Well, Sorry to invent talking no, no, points no, no, as we're going. We just invent as many as we can.
0: Uh, there we are. There. I don't want to hold out, Luca. <laughs> there were this week's talking points.